become Holy Ghost. O sacrament most holy, O sacrament divine, all praise and all thanksgiving be every moment thine. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Just yesterday, these little children sitting up here in the front two rows, members of our parish, of course, were signed on the forehead with the sign of the cross and confirmed with the chrism of salvation. That's the form for confirmation. And the cross that was signed on the forehead will always be seen for all eternity on their foreheads as a sort of sign of their loyal service in the army of Christ. The devils see it, and they will try to remove it, to crush it, to erase it, or at very least to make these little ones today to forget that it was ever imprinted there on their heads. But the Holy Ghost, whom we honor today in a special way on Pentecost, that spirit of piety and of fortitude, descended yesterday, think of it, from heaven into their little souls to make them his new temple. It is a beautiful and, in, and a true thought. The Holy Ghost came and made them, these little children, young soldiers, to enlighten them, to strengthen them. And they are now, spiritually, they are fully equipped to enter a full-on war in the army of Christ, a fight against the devil, a fight against the world and the flesh. But even a courageous and fiercely loyal soldier must at times stop to eat. Why? Well, it's obvious. He eats to keep up his strength so that he can better fight. So our new soldiers, barely past the age of reason, must begin, even now, their fight. It is a fight, a terrible battle, in which the enemy does not follow the rules of a just war. It is a fight in which the enemy is so bent, not upon just defeating you, but he is so bent on destroying you and all that is good and holy in the soul that he does not sleep. St. Peter says in Compline every night, he goes about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Did you know the devil, I guess, in a sense, Lucifer, he could be considered a general of his own army. He too makes his soldiers eat. What is the food that he feeds them? Well, it was the first meal, the apple in the Garden of Olives. And what did the devil say to these two people, Adam and Eve? If you eat it, you will know 
the difference between right and wrong. It wasn't true because when you sin, you become more and more blinded to the truths of Almighty God. You will be like gods, he said. That is not true, but when you receive Holy Communion, the bread of our General, Almighty God, then he enters into you and transforms you into another Christ. You see, the banquet that Lucifer prepares only does harm. It does not strengthen his soldiers. This war, though, a war that we must fight, it is truly, never forget it, it is true. It is a war against principalities and powers. It is a war against the very fallen world that relentlessly tries to destroy the last vestiges of Christianity, even more trying to destroy even the most basic principles of the natural law. You see that whenever you turn on the television. It is a war, furthermore, against the rebellious flesh that always will cry out like a little baby who wants what he wants until it gets what it wants, or else it will cry until it is tamed into submission by the grace of the Holy Ghost. So as war begins for these little ones, they must stop to eat. The banquet prepared by our Lord himself of his own body and blood. This will be their very first of many Holy Communions to come, I pray. And today they receive the very same sacrament that saints have received generation after generation. And through this sacrament received all of the courage that they needed for their daily combat. All the courage to give everything to God. This sacrament of Holy Eucharist, it gives not only to grown men, I'm thinking of saints such as the North American martyrs who had so much to endure in their last hours, such diabolical tortures that those Indians put upon them. Yet they endured. Why? Because they received the blood of Christ before their martyrdom. But this sacrament gives even to small children the strength to endure similar sufferings because they receive the same Jesus Christ that the North American martyrs did. I want to tell you this story. I've told it before here some time ago. The story of little Li, a little Chinese girl, during the time when the communist revolution was, was taking place in China. The priests in her village had just begun mass when the communist soldiers entered into the church and they took the priest away from the altar, cuffed him, and put him in prison 
in a house just across the, the yard from the church. And from that house, he could see through the window of the church, and his view was right at the tabernacle of our blessed Lord. And he saw what happened next with his very own eyes. These communists went into the church. They, broken, they broke open the tabernacle door and took out the ciborium. They poured the sacred hosts all over the ground, and they stole the sacred vessels, and they walked away. Well, they didn't know it, but there was a little girl who was sitting in the back quietly, hoping not to be noticed by the soldiers. She saw the desecration happen with her own eyes, and she had to do something about it. Well, she went home, but later on, it was about three o'clock in the morning, she came back. She was being quiet, trying to sneak by into the church. The priest noticed her and desperately wanted to say something to her, to warn her of the danger that might be coming to her, but he knew that if he spoke up, he would only attract attention to what was going on. So he just watched her, prayed for her safety. She enters the church. She kneels down in the back pew, and she makes a holy hour on her own. And at the end of the holy hour, she gets up and she walks into the sanctuary. She kneels down, bows over, and with her tongue receives the Holy Eucharist that was laying on the floor. And she quietly went away, making her thanksgiving. The priest, who later told this story, said there were about 30 hosts in that ciborium. So for 30 days, this little girl kept coming back, making her holy hour in the last pew, going up and with her tongue, receiving the Holy Eucharist from the floor and going out making her thanksgiving. But the 30th day came, she did the exact same thing. After her holy hour, she received our Lord on her tongue, but she made a noise. She was discovered by the communists who then shot her. She was a martyr for the Holy Eucharist. Such was her love for Jesus in the tabernacle. Is your love that great, children? Do you love Jesus that much that you would die to protect him? Think about it. But really remember, it is the Holy Ghost that equips even children to do the most courageous deeds, such as that one, in life's battle. In fact, the Holy Ghost so inspires us that we are capable of saintly deeds every day if we but cooperate. But it is Holy Communion that helps to sustain our much-needed strength and courage. Parents, teachers, all in authority, you have but one thing to do. Do not stand in the way of God's plans for your children. You must cooperate in the work that the Holy Ghost 
is trying to inspire in these little ones today a deep love for Eucharistic Jesus, a deep devotion for Holy Communion. Do not, through your own example, make it seem as if Holy Communion meant nothing or very little, but by your example of receiving Holy Communion frequently, preparing for it devoutly and making always a thanksgiving after, teach them to live a Eucharistic life. Because, as Pope St. Pius X said, Holy Communion is the shortest and the safest path to heaven. May you all be inspired with a great love for our Lord in the Holy Eucharist. And may the Holy Ghost give to these little children today a greater love than even we have. May God bless you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Yeah.